0: I
1: I say yeah. I say hell yeah. <laughs> and we're back. I'm just waiting for my man to hop on. In the words of probably my, uh, my my favorite rock group ever. You wanted the best. You got the best. The hottest show in the land. <laughs> Everybody that spent all that goddamn energy on that Nipsey Hustle shit—I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what else to tell you. My brother, brother Sanchez, out here getting his channel stricken, giving. Breaking this shit, the bullshit down. Shout out to Brother Sanchez. We're going we gonna to do a build on this. We're going to do a build on this. Um, Shout out to everybody that busted this shit wide open. The Daily News, that brother, his channel. Big B, thank you, sir. I, I see you. I see you. Um, Like I said, even Kev Gills putting in work shout out to everybody that's been putting in work on this fucking production you guys take everybody take a bow ryan it's in your link it's in your email brother we just waiting for you to come on no it ain't it ain't i can't take no credit it's a team effort everybody put in work on this everybody put in work rt bell uh thank you for sending me the, the, the link to the picture so uh this is a team win for us all this is a team is team effort team win we win okay we we did that we did that so uh shout out to everybody that's not uh drinking the kool-aid right he had them goofy ass pills out there with my son these paid provocateurs out there this man's funeral uh-huh you know oh it, it, that that's the man they have
0: the the great slides.
1: hey no 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 i take no no no, no brother i'm just a small conduit you know what i'm saying it's people like you you know that make this thing work and make this thing great <sighs> brother i go ahead and go in go in oh no no before we go in the super soldiers the 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 screenshot of the letter I sent you about the person with the programming. If you want to chime in with that real quick before we make a segue into uh tonight's topic, yeah. as you were, sir.
0: Um, how about I go over the stuff that I was gonna touch on, and then we address that at the end since it's that since you have your um, that's actual your factual and like listed. You know what I mean? It's your personal experience from this this um wonderful, uh, anecdote that you, that you had, which kind of freaks me out to be honest with you, bro, but it's, it's hard to do that nowadays, but I got my checkered shirt rocking the night, you know, <laughs> my, the symbolism's thick in the air, you could cut it with a, with a, with a, with a fucking knife, a, yes you a, can, a knife, okay,
1: my man go in, yes, it's all you,
0: okay, now, um, there's a lot of things I wanted to address, but, um, just some reminders, if we get off topic, of course, MKUltra, that's going to be a key word here, of course. Um, I'd like to talk a little bit about the Tavistock Institute, um, which your, uh, the the lady brought up in that email, which was kind of strange, which I've heard of before in passing, but I kind of delve into it and how it relates um, to all the different... Uh, corporations and their various arms and tentacles. Um, also, I'd like to name some of the different super soldiers, and then we could even go over some some movies. Like, um, I think you talked about, like the Dolph Lundgren, uh, who who was the other guy, John
1: Clark, and Universal Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. John John Clark. It, just you know, just some some certain things like that, so that we could get the people involved in, di- in different other things. And um, there's certain guys I do want to focus on. And um, in their um, insane stories, we're going to uh, pick out as much as we can about the congruencies and different uh, various topics that we can relating to these super soldiers. So uh, I-, I, fir- I guess I'm just going to start on how like I started looking into super soldiers um, strangely enough, I'm sure you, you know, everybody's heard of Jesse the Body Ventura, the wrestler. Um, he had uh, that show that was about exposing conspiracies or whatever. I'm not sure if you remember that. I do, all the folks, and listeners. Okay, yep. so one of the original guys who very much sparked my interest in all this stuff was uh, a guy by the name of Duncan O'Finian. And I'm going off the top of my head with this. Uh, a lot of these super soldiers, they're. Um, you know, I had to go back and get a refresher, but I, I studied a lot of these guys in passing, just because of uh, I was always interested in the various special forces and and you know how how that all came about in America. Not that I was involved at all; I'm not an army guy or anything like that. But it, I just find all that uh, black ops stuff very interesting. So, in the case of this Duncan O'Finian guy, he was actually on the the show and he made some ridiculous claims um such as uh, he could pass through walls sound familiar um read people's minds and do just various other very strange things now um it, i was skeptical to say the least when i first saw uh mr O'Finian on the show so what i did is i do with everything else this is my own research and um Duncan O'Finian led me back to a guy by the name of um, Dave Corso, which he's like an older gentleman, much more practical in his, um, uh, how could you say, in his um, tradecraft or his um, so-called um, abilities. But very interesting, none the least. He made a lot of uh, interesting claims. So Dave Corso is another guy you want to check out. Another guy would be David Morrow. Um, very interesting. Um, another guy, Sly, I'm sure you heard of, of Max Spears, um, who actually passed away, but he was involved in, uh, uh, with another uh, a number of these other gentlemen in, in something called Project Camelot, which is basically like an interview series on various super soldiers and conferences on aliens that they would have. Now, along with Max Spears, there's, you know, a a list of other super soldiers that you can go online and and find Mason, excuse me, information on, um, that David Morrow character, uh, Corso, the Duncan O'Finian guy, James Casbolt, who is a, a guy who I'd like to get into some of his actual anecdotal stories, his last story, which is very interesting, I mean. Believe it or believe it or not, and you know how uh, fantastical and far-fetched it might be. I'd like to go through his video basically and highlight some of the um, high points, just so we can tell this tale that he that he weaves. But between um, Max Spears and Casbolt, and um, those were two of the guys that I, I very much dwelled into. Now. Max Spears, I'm pretty sure, died in. I don't. I think it wasn't Poland. It might have been the. It was either Ukraine or Poland. You know, if I'm if I'm wrong, I apologize. But um, there was very strange circumstances with his death. Like you know, the guy was found with like a, a black sort of bow coming out of his mouth. Um, he made very erratic statements up to and before, and um, you still with me, Sly?
1: Yes, sir. I'm I'm um, aware of how, uh, um, the, the 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 mysterious death of the, hit, the black bile. Yeah, yes, yeah. Was, the,
0: yeah. The, the Max Spears. It's really weird. I'm sorry. I, I couldn't like see your screen. It just came up as the the general um like your background. So I was a little confused. But I just wanted to make sure you guys were with me. But this and other people on the chat have mentioned Max Spears. I just wanted to address um some small things about all these guys so you get a a gist of just how. You know, at first I knew about Duncan O'Finian and I found it hard to believe. But after I found about a, a person after person after person, even certain women such as Kathy O'Brien, who was like, you know, she was more of on the, um, I don't want to say sex slave, but like uh, sexual workers or, or what, however you want to call it. You know, she's basically a woman that they use to manipulate men in, in the uh in in black ops, you know, however you want to, you want to put it. That's basically what she did. Um, Kathy O'Brien. But um, over the years, even another guy is Aaron McCollum. And I don't want to appear scatterbrained here, but what I'm trying to do is list all these names. So there's some record of all these guys. So if um, people do find interest, they can go back individually and research all these people's stories so that they know um, I've researched all these people and compiled and, um, compared their stories against one another and found all the similarities and differences in my own mind. And, and it's very interesting. So with Max Spears, I'm going to get into Casbolt after after Max Spears. And he has a very interesting lady friend, um, Max Spears does. Uh, her name is escaping me right now, but she's very instrumental in what happened with Max. with Max. She was basically, Sarah Adams, excuse me, that was her name, Sarah Adams. Um, from what I'm to understand, she was basically his handler. If that makes sense. Um, what happened with Max, which kind of like bothers me, is apparently that he was on the cusp of cracking like the um, the UK military royal sex ring. Let's just put it that way. That that's the the. Um, this so-called rumor that's that's floating around his mysterious death. Now there's some people that believe that all these people I talked about, one of the most of them are, you know, just drug addicts trying to, um, conjure up these stories to gain attention and, um, you know, strike it big somehow. But I just find it odd because I'd like to think that most people that haven't looked into this topic, haven't heard of these people and they're pretty obscure. in um, the fame section, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, there, there's there's people who um, are catapulted into stardom, uh, you know, for, you know, look at the lady, the, the lady that accused Brett Kavanaugh, I, you know, her name escapes me right now, but, you know, I, nobody knew who she was, and she became an instant, uh, you know, an overnight celebrity, basically. So, I don't want to get too off topic, but what all these separate guys have to do with basically, and it all goes back to what we discussed before, was um, basically Majestic 12, okay? Um, through Majestic 12, that was the formation of, you know, the OSS, the CIA, we talked about all this, the DIA, the DID, and all these different uh, alphabet organizations that e- eventually, from what I'm to understand, they adopted um, through MKUltra and Operation Paperclip when these Nazis came over. They basically absorbed um, the the Third Reich into the United States with Operation Paperclip and also gained their um, information on all these different uh, transhumanism, experiments and that's a, the easiest way that I can I can explain it but basically they wanted to create the uberman you know that they talked about as nazis the superman not not just genetically but actually an enhanced human and enhanced human technologies that they could take from um different mind uh, altering and controlling um Procedures or treatments and traumatic traumatic events, and you know we'll get into exactly how, if you want, you know how they split the the consciousness and all the, the trauma based um, engineering that they, that they put on the psyche, so that they can actually control people to have um, you know alternate personalities that can change at the drop of a dime. Now, what I really wanted to get into is um before all this, and to me, like, the original Super Soldiers, now we know about, like, oracles, like, you know, like, remote viewers and different things, but, like, the, it kind of actually starts with the Book of the Dead. And I don't want to get too much into, like, the old spells and all, you know, all the, the crazy fringe stuff, but I didn't want to bring up, uh you know, the thought, the the Atlantean or the, you know, the Egyptian God. Um, To me, one of the things that, you know, they teach in alchemy, and this is all related, you know, through this, through all these super soldiers and all this, the, all this different, this information has practicality in its own ways. And I'm going to appear scatterbrained, but we'll tie it all together in the end. And we'll try to make sense of, you know, some of the crazy things I'm saying. And I'm also going to just tell some anecdotal stories about some of the super soldiers and some of their off-the-wall claims before we get into Um, But with Thoth, what basically in alchemy, the Philosopher's Stone and all these different things, what I'm understanding, you know, from my own research, he was one of the spirits, the Anunnaki, whatever you want to refer to them as, a god that actually cared about humankind and came down, and and this is, you know, from stories, I'm just making it short, but he basically taught people that they're not just a human shell, that there's a higher light body and that you can connect to that light body. So in an essence, thought, you know, came back and taught life and body sciences to these people to to make them um, understand that they have a a higher self outside of them. So in a sense, he was one of the first, I don't want to say he was a super soldier in his own right, but he gave the people the ability to use thought so that they can realize there's something outside of themselves. You could call it an alternate uh, personality, uh, a persona, whatever you want to call it, but that's what, Really, at the end of the day, the Tavistock Institute, um, all these different, all these different programs, that's what they're, they're trying to get people to expand their minds and to use um, fringe reaches of their consciousness to bring um, godlike or alien like abilities into their own set of, of, of abilities if that makes sense so that's why I wanted to address Thoth in the book of the dead and that's actually how in a way it's all tied together I don't want to get too much into it because I could be sitting here talking to you all night but um now so I, when I wanted to I talked about the, the Tavistock Institute and how it's related to Richard Gaylor one of the guys who was you know um actually a, a Nazi, you know, who basically came over and, and, and ran a lot of our intelligence and um, was instrumental in creating um, MKUltra and different programs. Um, and two of the guys that I want to mention for research at the Tavistock Institute were Lewin and, and Toffler. Okay, and these two guys, you you have to look into Lewin and Toffler and the Tavistock Institute, and this will give you a semblance of how actually involved and how um, important the Tavistock Institute is. Now, I'm just going to give you um, a couple of the names of of different schools and institutions, universities that are um, associated with Tavistock, and then... You know, I'm going to ask Sly like to extrapolate a little bit about what he knows about some of the things and, you know, because I'm not even up to to exact um, info on all these because there's just so much information regarding this topic. I just want to mention as much as I can so that people can look to these different keywords and research them and see how it all ties together, um, you know, in, in addition to all the things that I'm explaining but so, Tavistock, obviously, it's a UK institute. It's related to MI5, which became MI6, you know, like basically the UK CIA, the RAND Corporation, the Wharton School, um, the Brookings Institute, and uh, the Walden Institute also. Now there, there was a lot of other ones, but just the RAND Corporation alone, and um, the Wharton School, um, also MIT, excuse me, MIT was also, you know, di- indirectly related to Tavistock. Now, slide, like, I don't know if you know about the RAND Corporation, but I just wanted to ask you, you know, how, how much you might know about them or different institutions like Wharton and, you know, those different schools.
1: Um, I've heard of Wharton and Ren, but, I mean, no, go right on, rock on. All yeah, you. well,
0: I mean, I've spoken before about, like, the different guys who were in the original MJ-12, and, a, you know, a, a lot of them did um, have degrees from MIT, and not specifically Wharton, but some of these various institutions. Uh, the Brookings Institute, that's another one that has to do, you, you know, a lot with um, basically just – human consciousness and how they can control um like psychological warfare basically they were the original people who studied social social, um, engineering and psychological warfare in, in mass if that makes sense so what they did was they came up with all these edicts in the way that they um the the doctrines that they wanted to spread through all their different belief systems. And they supplanted them in these different institutions, such as the RAND institution or through MI5 or in the Wharton schools. And they did it with different programs and different schools to compartmentalize everything. They're great at compartmentalization. Okay. But I I just wanted to touch on the Tavistock Institute because I'm pretty sure in her paper, which we'll get to. She did mention the Tavistock Institute and it's, it's supplemental in all this stuff. Um, I found it very interesting that a lot of this stuff actually started in the UK and obviously in Germany with, um, you know, the the paperclip, the whole paperclip situation and all the Nazi scientists that came over, but we basically inherited the things that they were already doing in, in the UK and Britain. So I I wanted to touch on a a couple other things. I touched on the Book of the Dead and Tavistock. Now, Tavistock's also related to Club Room, so need I say more? Uh, Club of Room, excuse me. Um, Also, Colgate University and um, Dr. George Esterbrook, that's another guy that you could look into. And um, all these things were were related. Now, basically what happened was... um, after the war with Paperclip, Mengel at Auschwitz, Himmler with his select breeding, um, and a guy named Reinhardt Gaylor, who was actually the German intel uh officer but for Russia. So he had all the info on the you know, the Russians as a German um big shot in Intel and he defected to us. So obviously um that guy wasn't uh he wasn't fighting for scraps when he came to America. Let's just put it that way. You know, he was probably treated so, like a king. Yeah. So basically from what I'm to understand, there's 149 separate projects relating, not just to super soldiers, but to the social and geoengineering that has basically to do with paperclip and all these different projects that include the super soldier program, but also include all these different um, s- social studies and in, in, in different applications and sciences and, and, and all these different um, psychological warfare conditionings, basically. So besides this Richard Gaylor guy, another guy that's instrumental when we're getting into MK Ultra is Richard Helms. Okay, he's, like, basically the godfather of the MKUltra program. And strangely enough, like, I don't want to get in too far into the crazy allegations. Like, I may send you this, like, 80-page paper I've been reading. And I don't know if you've heard, I'm sure a lot of people have, but... uh, Basically, a lot of people claim during Operation Paperclip, it was deeper that we just took the Nazi scientists and they go as far... um, is to claim that George Bush was actually a, a, a man by the name of George H. Sheriff. I don't know if you ever heard that one before.
1: I've heard that one more.
0: Okay. So basically I don't want to get in too far. Cause this, that's a rabbit hole that could take you very deep. But when you look at it on this auspice and you hear the things that Casbolt and other people have claimed, um, mainly that, uh, a lot of these dark programs are still controlled by a, fourth reich if you want to call it that like basically what what the claim is is that um the nazis never lost world war ii they simply um i don't know called it quits you know that everybody just went their separate ways yeah we made them um you know pay for their crimes uh we we had uh trials for war criminals but at the end of the day what happened we took their guys in We gladly accepted their technology. We gladly accepted their intel from Russia. And I think nowadays it's all, there's a lot of info that that you can look back at and and, and say, wow, um, something's funny here. You know, the information that, you know, some people claim that uh, Hitler died in Argentina along with, you know, a lot of other Nazis and just the whole scope of how things went after the war. But I don't want to get off too off track slide, but it is all related that's what i want to when i get at but that thing about george Shurf, george bush being basically he was a nazi that's what they're trying to exclaim that he was a nazi spy plant from the beginning that he actually was a nazi spy that became the president so i mean believe it don't believe it the implications of that alone in the, the the possibility that I'm even bringing that up and the implications that could be true should show you how um, murky the waters are when this subject is at hand. And um, you know, you guys could look into that. And like I said, believe it, don't believe it. It kind of blows my mind. But you know, they have a lot of interesting photos of when the guy was a young man, and um, you know, he's chumming around with other Nazis. That you know, maybe the. I don't I, I don't want to think that the photos were faked or they were you know uh, uh, photoshopped but the more I read up on this stuff the, the stranger uh, things become so uh, I just wanted to throw out that some of these these projects like I uh, just just weird things that I, I looked into that like Spellbinder is, is one of their project names. Spellbinder is the Manchurian Candidate Program, okay? So now, I don't want to get into much about this, because I think I'm kind of getting it over my head where I'm actually... Not that it, it's that important. I'm sure a lot of this is declassified, or you can look it up, but, like, so they're acknowledging through this Spellbinder uh, project that they did create Manchurian Candidates. It's not just something, a movie. You see what I'm saying, Slide? There's an actual file somewhere that the head of it says spellbinding on it, and that's what it has to do with. Um, project often had to do with occult. All occult information that they deemed useful, they went and they had different agents from these different various institutions, from 149 projects, go out and collect data from different um, cults, from different, um, I don't, I'm, I'm sure from Mason's Lodges, from every fucking land excuse my French, but what I'm saying is that by creating this social engineering and psychological warfare system, it created a dragnet of uh, of Intel before there were supercomputers and before there was an information era. They were doing this in the 30s and 40s and um, this was the basis of Intel. They did it through um, uh, veiled secret meetings in, in, in rooms like Bilderbergers and in Club of Rome and and things such as that. Um, I'm going to just, you know, I I guess now if um, you don't want to add anything to some of the the weird shit that I brought up, I guess I'm going to just get into the Casbolt stories.
1: Yeah, um, well, you mentioned Warburg. I believe his son was one of the uh, original um, drafters of the Federal Reserve from, uh, I believe, 1910 before the – had the meeting in Jekyll Island, so uh, when you mentioned Warburg, I, I remember his son having something yeah, to do with that.
0: Yeah, the the Warburgs, the Warburgs are a big deal, and um, it, it's funny you mentioned Jekyll Island, and one of my favorite movies is Shutter Island, which is like, I don't want to go too off-topic, and, and we will revisit the different movies and we can talk about how I feel they, um, how, how Super Soldiers could relate to all these different movies, but even in, in, in that movie, I um, you know, it, it's all just thrown into your face. Now, I don't, have you ever like looked into James Casbold and, and his his different claims and all his insanity?
1: Yeah, um, it's a bit. It can be a bit much,
0: it right? Can be. Yeah, it can be. So, like, what I'm gonna do is just basically tell his last story. And um, you know, we're talking about a guide in the past that I told you guys. A little bit about him here and there and you know sprinkled a lot of uh his bullshit throughout some of my my topics but um basically this Casbolt character claims a lot but he from what i've researched and 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 these other various super soldiers and people spoke of him all speak very highly of him in the, not in the sense that he's a great guy in the sense that he has like um super soldier abilities you know that this they basically say this is the guy like when things get hairy they they need an assassin he's their guy so i gravitated to him a lot now another guy that i found very strange and i'm gonna talk about this and then jump to caswell i don't want to sound too scatterbrained but did you guys see lately about um they had reports that now russian they're acknowledging that russian soldiers can perform telepathy have you seen that?
1: Yeah, the, what was the movie with George Clooney. Um, Minister of Ghost. Yes,
0: there. Minister of I mean, Ghost. Yes. I, I okay. You know, so I watched that movie probably literally maybe two to three hundred times, and I like it. But like, I have a thing where I don't watch cable anymore. I just do the YouTube thing, listen to music, and just watch movies repeatedly, almost to like program myself. But I'm definitely going to get into that because. Although that was about Super Soldiers, that movie, and I don't want to foray into it too much, that was more about him being a a gifted remote viewer, which there's somebody in the CIA that they named Oracle, who was a female, who was like one of the most gifted remote viewers of all time. And I'm going to talk about her maybe in a future show, but I just want to bring her up, and I I might actually um, send you some info, that 80-page paper that actually had her story on it and I, don't, I didn't get into it too much because of all the different um, tentacles of this topic. I, I'm going to try to touch so that basically what my, you know, I, I like to get a lot of info out there, but I like to put out keywords and different names so that people have something to grasp, hold on to, and go and look into. Then you could do your own research on all the shit that I talked about. So, um, before I get into Casbolt, the, the one other guy who's very interesting to me besides Max Spears, and interestingly enough, I'm going to tell you some of the things Casbolt said about Spears. Um, but there's a guy named Aaron McCullum, and this is why I brought up the, um, Russian soldier shit. They're, they're saying that Russian soldiers learned telepathy, and one of the ways that they trained, it was weird because I saw this on Instagram and then looked into it. They say that, um, they train with dolphins. Okay. Now, have you ever heard of weird, this weird?
1: Well, okay. So the theory behind dolphins, uh, not them being probably the smartest aquatic creatures on the planet. Um, they, they surmise, they not, they also, they surmise that then not only do they use uh, echo communication that they, 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 the theory is dolphins telepath. Telepathically talk to each other. Exactly. Yeah. So yes.
0: So they use echolocation through um, a series of sensitive nerve endings. You know, the bottlenose dolphin—they call it or whatever—but in the fin, that's basically all its nerve endings. Just like not to be a freak, but like just how your, you know, your genitals would be your nerve endings, or I guess your fingertips and your toes. But um, what I'm getting at is that so they're just now speaking about people being trained with dolphins. And the other thing besides echolocation and telepathy is frequency freak. Oh, frequency. One of the seven, excuse me, one of the seven universal laws, frequency, right? Slide. Yes,
1: so sir.
0: these, these damn dolphins operate on such a strange frequency that apparently, um, it aids in interdimensional travel. I just, I'll just leave it at there, but I'm speaking about this now. And man, I saw <laughs> they had like a picture of Putin and you like, a see a uh, dolphins, you know, like hugged up with these damn dolphins. So like, obviously they're going to try to make fun of it and like discredit, uh, the reality of the situation. But there's this guy named Aaron McCullum, and you guys could look into him also. Aaron McCullum, his name was okay. And, um, what Aaron claimed is, is basically what Casbolt claimed and Max claimed and many other guys, but in, in a different way. And that um what he was claiming is that he was like an aquatic super soldier and he was cl- and he was trained with fucking dolphins. I mean, you know, back then, Sly, I might have heard about this six, seven years ago. You know, I'm reading about it. I looked in the Casbolt. I looked in the Mara. I look in the Corso. I look in the. I find more and more super soldiers. And now I got this weird guy with, you know, he's wearing like an Irish driver's hat and like has uh, gauges in his ears and tattoos. And he's a strange guy, but um, he's talking about things that Casbolt was speaking about. And he's speaking about how. Oh yeah, I was selected into you know these different programs. But when I first got in, I was just a uh, um, what's it called the um, not the National Guard. What the hell is it called? The, the Coast, Coast Guard. Coast Guard. Yeah, like yeah. the Coast Guard Reserve or some shit. So he's talking about how even though his family was this and that, and his and, and it's always people with military families or some royal tie in their bloodline. That's where it goes back to the mangle and the selective. You know, the, you know, how the 13 Illuminati bloodlines and all that shit's tied together. They want people with specific bloodlines so they're more, um, basically can be more, uh, easily altered or trans, you know, they're going to adapt more to the transhuman or these, um, uh, these psychological warfare functions. You get what I'm saying? They're more susceptible to these programmings, basically. Um, So, McCollum, I don't want to get too off topic, but this McCollum guy, you remember their beginning of Men in Black, the first Men in Black, right? Which we're going to have to talk about Men in Black, too. But um, the original Men in Black, uh, it cues in and Will Smith's a regular cop, and he's chasing this fucking guy, right?
1: The guy with the...
0: the, Yeah, they're on top of the building. Yeah. And the guy, like, flicks his eyes, okay? He, like, flicks his eyes. Now... I didn't want to believe all the super soldier stuff, but you go, if you guys can humor me, go and watch an Aaron McCullum video and you tell me that either this guy stole his uh, persona from watching Men in Black or basically uh, Men in Black stole this guy's, (laughs) you know what I mean, swag, bro, okay? Because as soon as I watched it, I thought, wow, you know, this guy appears real strange, but he keeps flicking his eyes. And then I found out later that he was trained by dolphins and he's, you get what I'm saying, bro. It just a lot of strange things that are um, stranger than fiction, but more and more I see congruencies in different stories. So like with that Aaron McCullum guy, definitely uh, look into him because he's just another guy that's off the wall. You know, it's like, dude, can, can I believe the things I hear? I'm being trained by dolphins. That's what the guy's saying. Well, now, Six years later, here I am on my phone and they're saying that, oh, yeah, um, they're training Russian soldiers with fucking dolphins. You know what I mean, bro? So, the things that you don't expect, that's what turns out to be true. Okay, so now I'm going to get into James Casbolt here. Now, um, James Casbolt is very interesting. Um, he was in the UK military, he you know, he had claimed that he was in the American military, like he came over here transferred and was over here. Now, a lot of different strange stories about this guy, but I'm just going to go right into his, the summary of his last video and how fantastical it is. And then we'll decipher all the things that we can out of it. So James starts off by saying that he took part in a nsa opus day hit in sotheby's in 2000 what was it um i don't know maybe it was 18 or 16 i'm sorry either way not publicized so we're not gonna find any info on this so-called event but basically what he claimed is that he successfully completed a hit against evelyn rothschild Okay, I'm sure everybody's heard of Evelyn Rothschild. Now, the things I'm saying right now sound fantastical, but this is just the beginning, okay, Sly? And mm-hmm. we're going to humor his story for now, but more and more I'm going to talk about things, and then we'll decide by the end of it if he's crazy or not, if he's a really good storyteller, or, um, you know, maybe there's some truth to the different things that he's claiming. And, you know, I'm I'm... Basically, at this point, I'm telling you what his story was word for word, and I think you're going to find it strange that some of the things that he mentioned, I've said in previous um, videos, you know, I've talked about time and time again. So, basically, he claimed that he did this hit against Evelyn Rothschild, who's a trillionaire. He mentioned that, Believe it or not, he has colonies on Mars, as we speak, underground, okay? And that's what he says, believe it or not, Okay. He went to this event at Sotheby's, he claims, with Deborah Meyer, M E I J E R. Now you can look into the Meyer family. At first I didn't, you know, believe some of the things he was saying, but if you look into the Meyers, now he's actually um married his his wife, Haley, I'm pretty sure her name's Haley Meyer. That's the family that he married into and had a child to. Okay. They're obviously a Jew- Jewish family, excuse me, the Myers. So you guys can look up that family name. That's very important. But apparently um, they went to this, this Sotheby's auction, and outside, he said at the time, there was an Occupy Wall Street protest, okay, which he said was a CIA front, okay? Very interesting stuff. So, like, there's Occupy Wall Street guys out there, and he even said that... um they were harassing rich people, like you know what I mean. There's, um, as they went up, you know, people said like, "Hey, fuck you, man!" You know what are you doing, counting money in there? And you know, somebody came up and said something foul to his wife, and this and that. So basically, uh, he he, you know, they go in. They they're at the auction. They eat, he eats meal they're eating their meal like normal. There's nine Rothschilds in the middle of the room, he said. You know, like the most, obviously he's saying they're some of the most important people in the room. Not the most important, you know, but like you said, most of the most important people, you won't even know their names. But I think we could agree, Evelyn Rothschild's probably pretty important. So, Uh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so I, I didn't believe any of this at all. But then he says, if you don't believe me, Look up the NY, the New York City Social Diary, which I did. And uh, it came up with pictures of these different guys that he was talking about. You know, that there were um, obviously people um, in the same breath that he was speaking there at the place. It's, you know, uh, basically there was a a charitable auction event for these foundations, like, you know, that different uh, institutes that have to do with. You know, basically like the Tavistock Institute arms. So, this is where it gets very interesting. So, Mr. Uh, Caswell gets up, goes to the lavatory, okay? he You know, he goes to the restroom. And this is where the craziness begins. He says that when he walks into the lavatory, he goes and relieves himself. And then he says that he's stopped by the um, the lavatory attendant, um, who subsequently was an opus day operator now i don't know if you guys know about anything about opus day i'm sure you've heard of them sly i don't know if you want to tell the people a little bit about what you've heard about them or you'd like me to elaborate
1: no please elaborate on on that
0: so like from what i understand an opus day and um the the priory of Sion. it has to do with the opus day and priory of Sion, which is the um Basically, the um, protecting and the elimination of the bloodline of Jesus Christ. Now, I don't want to get too far into uh, biblical shit and all the, the um you know, we could go on and on about this, but I don't know if you guys ever got into the, um, not angels and demons, what was it, it called, the Dan Brown, um, Holy Blood, Holy Grail?
1: Oh, okay, yeah, yeah
0: okay that's where they mention, did you see the movie it was kind of creepy there was a the, the guy named Silas that walked that went around it, like he like did the flat he like whipped himself with the the um chain and put the sallice on his leg and yeah, okay. that that was a creepy movie right you remember that though yeah so in that movie the priory Sion is the one who protect the lady who was with Tom Hanks who ended up being Jesus's bloodline or whatever and that silas guy and like the guy who was the uh bishop Aaron grossa his name was see how i told you i watched these movies 500 times on the road or where i remember the like obscene the just benign characters but his name in the movie was bishop Aaron grossa but basically him and the silas guy were on the side of opus day and the people who were trying to um keep this sophie lady alive who was with tom hanks You know, this is the movie version. The book's a lot better, but um, those are the two sides, you know, one trying to destroy Jesus's bloodline, one trying to preserve it, hide it. Okay. And they have their different reasons for doing this, i.e., you know, protecting the divinity of of Christ. Like, that's the big thing. If everybody finds out that Jesus was just a man and he wasn't divine, then uh, the church will be ruined. You know, that's like the whole basis of the book and the movie and all that bullshit. So anyways, that that sidetrack, I just wanted to let you guys know what Opus Dei has to do with weird ass, biblical, protecting a bloodline, goofy shit. You know what I'm saying? Like top level, high level, Vatican, Jesuit, crazy shit. So he's saying this guy was the Opus Dei operative. Now, this is where it gets interesting, Sly, and I have to tell you a story of my own. While I'm a little more calmed down in my younger age, there was a time where I'd go to the clubs a lot. Okay, and uh uh, I wasn't always like the the greatest person, and I knew worse people. Let's just leave it at that, so it came a time to where you could say myself and other people I knew were not like uh I don't wanna say enforcers, but we were protection, you know, we would be brought around so that if something was to happen, there would be more bodies there, there would be people who would you know jump off and make shit crack. You know how it is, bro, like when you're in that life and and when that's what you're doing. But what I'm getting at is, is this. Things were so dialed in with the people I knew. Okay, and this is what struck me weird and why I had to stop this story and give my this is from my own personal experience. How I knew stuff was real and that things were dangerous is that at one point we had a guy. In the club, who was the lavatory attendant? An older, older gentleman. That you, as you know, they, you know, they bring in the mints, they bring in the smell good, they bring in the gum. Well, this guy would also bring in for us bottles and pistols. Okay, into the club. So, anybody who needed anything into that club, you could just give it to this man, and he would get it into the club for you. Okay, so when I heard that. that Casbolt said this in this story I was like wow okay you know maybe everything else is fake but for him to say that the lavatory attendant is the guy that was instrumental in this operation it it struck me very strange and I have to say that I myself have a personal knowledge of um that sort of thing being true I don't know how much credence that gives the story but it kind of freaked me out that, you know, he spoke on that and I couldn't um address the story without telling you guys how much to me that meant that, you know, he was saying something that I have knowledge of myself of, you know, that's like a a, a black ops or even a street play that, that people I, I have knowledge of people actually doing that. OK, so he basically says that he figures out this guy's Opus Day. Um, the guy speaks to him, gives him a signal, and um, basically unveils to him behind, like, you know, a little wall they had cut out on the wall. An H&K submachine gun and a Smith M- & Wesson 9mm tape behind the cut in this wall. So this is what he says. So you have to understand that, like, uh, this place is highly, you know, these guys have excellent security. It's... um. You know, they're, they're, this is like a red carpet event, basically. So, like, there's professional security out the asshole. So, anybody thinking that something like this is going down, it's 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 highly um, illogical that something like this is going to happen in Sophobies of all places, which, you know, kind of still makes me, you know, a little in disbelief. But, you know, we're going to keep going. And it's funny that um, Casbold even said that, like, on a different video because after I, you know, read up on this and saw his initial video, I went around to what other people said or, you know, to see other videos he made. And he said, one of the comments that struck me was he said, you just, they, they wouldn't bring somebody like me to Sotheby's when the Rothschilds are there. Does that make sense? Like
1: Total sense, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah he wouldn't even be in a room there unless something, some fuck shit was going down. And what he's basically claiming is that Hank Mayer, you know, Haley's father and Deborah's husband, this Hank Mayer guy, that he's a big player. Um, he even referred to him as Pindar, okay? And um, I'm, I'm not going to elaborate on to what that means. You could look into it. But um, apparently Hank Mayer is very important in um, this – um this system of uh, operation in these groups of wars, if you want to call it, that's going on. So he basically says that this, the, the lavatory attendant gives him the, the the signal. Now he goes out and um he shoots a bunch of people with the, with the submachine gun. This is what he says. Now he walks out calm as ever goes to the table where the Rothschilds are sprays the whole table. Shoots everybody. Now, he said that everybody froze except for Evelyn Rothschild. He said that he was very surprised because Evelyn, he saw, he shot in the chest and ran away. Everybody else basically just accepted their fate. They were so in shock, you know what I mean, that that this just happened. Um, That, you know, everyone else froze and he, he, like, said, oh, yeah, I actually give Evelyn credit, you know. He was shot in the chest but managed to run away, you know. So, He basically, after that, says that he uh, took his pistol out and shot as many people as he could and then dropped the pistol. As they told him to do, just drop it. And he even says in the video, they always just tell you just drop it and to walk away calmly. You know that you're not, you don't run away, you're not. There's already pandemonium, he says, so basically you just walk away. So he says that... um. After that, he basically escaped through the pantry. Like he met up with his wife and um, his mother and the other people who were with his party, and all the pandi- pandemonium and made away. That was all we heard about it. Now, obviously, a lot of people are gonna say, "Oh, well, why didn't this come out in police reports? Why didn't you get what I'm saying?" That right. was one of the big things, and I kind of felt the same way, but at the same time, I. It might not be in the police reports. In a, a private event like this, it you know they might it, have yeah. To,
1: they, I'm not. I know um military guys have been you know escorts for that. They don't that's to she does, does not get reported. Shootouts yeah, it, with, it, with high high that it doesn't. So you're not
0: going to hear about it, no. So and we're talking like black ops, and and you know I even went backslide, and I like went back to people who like grew up with this Casbolt dude who grew up with him in like Essex and in England and were with him when he just got his start in in, in in killing and murdering and I just had to go back and even reaffirm like man yeah this is a lot to take in but all these, all these people they're reaffirming different things that he's done over the years so basically that was the gist of his hit now I'm going to keep going on and, and, and telling you all the different thing that he addressed in this video but that was the gist of the original um information he laid out that he basically was this was his last act you know that that this was his last major video and this is his last um claiming of what he had done okay and in this war that he says is between basically um two different factions within the black ops or the um i don't know the illuminati community i don't know what you'd want to call it so basically after that he he talks about um he he was used basically as a pawn and and what he claims is after that is he he started having problems that basically revolved around michael Aquino. now i don't want to talk too much about michael Aquino, but michael Aquino is instrumental in a lot of things i don't know if you've heard of the temple set um
1: right so is he the air force guy that established that on the air force base or they they established that part of it for the air force doctrine if i remember correctly he has something to do with that
0: Exactly. I mean he, he, he pretty much I'm pretty sure he's, you know, not luciferian. I'm pretty sure he's a satanist, you know. Oh no, he's a flat-out
1: satanist without question. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is um he's involved with like the Russian like Russian Hill San Francisco area satanism huge in San Francisco. Um at one point I'm pretty sure he was associated with Anton LaVey and then they went their separate ways. Um so basically what happened was that like why I brought him up is that um, Caswell said that Michael Aquino was his primary opposition after this had happened. So like Michael Aquino was the guy that was uh, against whoever sent him there to do their bidding that night, if that makes sense. So after that night, he says, basically they made an attack on his family. Now, he had a kid with this Haley Meyer lady. And basically from what he was saying is that um, he was used by them for his, the technology that his, his bloodline and his genome carries. And they used Haley because she's basically royalty, like, you know, former Jewish royalty, apparently. So, His family was split up, and he was made to stay in a hotel. Now, he went around and he basically said he went around and collected all these documents where he was trying to prove what was happening to him so that he could um put up a defense and try to uh, prove to these different people that he was being blackmailed by Michael Cuano and that um all these different things. It, it gets a little fuzzy here, but what he was trying to explain is that um, he was on the outs after whatever happened where he did this at Sotheby's. He was on the outs to the point to where they separated his family. And this is where it gets very interesting. Um, he claims that like Max Spears, okay, followed him his whole life and was basically an NSA shill and that Sarah Adams is his handler, okay, was is his girlfriend was his handler for the CIA, OK, and that um, basically like what happened is that Max and, and, and his wife subverted Michael's wife into making making her see Michael as the enemy, if that makes sense. OK, so he's out here trying to collect these different documents that he has to collect to um Support the reasons that the hit happened, basically, or or to back up all the information and the intel on what happened that night. So he basically said that he was buddy-buddy with Max at first. Like, they were, you know, he made it seem like they were going to work together to get these documents and see these different people. Like, somebody sent him to go see Max, okay? And then he says what happens is Max shot him in the head, okay? Took all these documents like all, all the different documents pertaining to uh, Casbold and in the family and, you know, just why everything was going down the way it was with um, the different super soldier agenda in this, the, the merging of the bloodlines basically is how he explains it. If that makes sense. The yeah. fact that he's taking his um, super soldier genome and basically inserting it to this uh, Jewish royalty bloodline, that's in essence what he's addressing here now I found this interesting because this is when he claimed you know after he said he, he got shot then he claims oh well Max Spears followed me my whole life and was an NSA shill so a lot of people say that Max Spears is this he's that and he did give a lot of great lectures and I learned a lot off the guy but um what Casbolt says basically is that one of his key purposes is that he was like Casbolt's handler on the under, if that makes sense. Like he was supposed to be a friend to him until it was the perfect time to betray him and do what he did. Okay. So this is where it gets interesting. Now, basically what they said, and I'm pretty sure that that lady brought this up is that in those documents one of the things that Casbolt was going back to find out how deep all this really was involving his family. And he claims that including in the documents were his wife's monarch copies and, and her, um, basically her orders, the codes, you know, and her, her copy codes to where they can make her do anything by putting in her into it like a trance, you know, in a hypnotic trance. So like, you can see how, information such as that would be dangerous out of Casbolt's hands and into somebody who is his enemy. Does that make sense? You know, uh, you know, it gets a little crazy here, but just, you know, follow along with me and, you know, you're thinking Max Spears, like he dropped a lot of good knowledge and did this and that. And people view him in different ways. Like he was just, you know, going to be a guy who, uh, exposed the, the UK government. But from Casbolt's um, perspective, he was a, a, a guy basically trying to handle Casbolt and took advantage of him. And I think it's interesting that he's he's actually dead now. And uh, we're going to keep going into this, but uh, more and more, what you're going to find out here is that... Uh, and, and it's going to tie it together in the end, but what you're going to find out, though, is maybe there's a reason that Max Spears got killed. Does that make sense? I mean, yeah. I
1: can see why they uh, they got rid of him, but
0: yeah. Well, what, I, what I'm alluding to is that this um, situation where apparently he shot Casbolt, this might have been the beginning of the end for old Max. Okay, so Casbolt uh, basically, and it's like, okay, you got shot in the head and live, bro. Cool story, you know, but basically what he says is, uh, Max Spears shot him in the head like and it was strange how he did it. He said that like he he didn't like they were in the car so when he he aimed at him, he just held the gun like this through his jacket and boom shot him. you know what I mean it, it was it's strange even how he did the motions and how he actually showed how he you know like how it actually happened but anyways, he's saying it so he's all fucked up in the car and he's like dying you know gunshot wound to his head and he said the next thing he knows, he woke up and he was like in an ambulance, and then the next thing he knows, he uh, woke up in in a, a facility in guess where of all places? Dolce New Mexico.
1: <laughs> That's what I was thinking.
0: <laughs> so, believe him, don't believe him, Sly. What do we know about Dolce? How many times have I told you guys about Phil Schneider mentioning the Dolce base? Uh, the the war at the Dolce base, yeah. all these different things, right? So he says that now after the first thing he said about the bathroom attendant and now this Dolce thing, I'm like, OK, uh, I, I guess I'm just going to keep reading into it. You know, what else could I do at this point? So he says that basically he was taken to Dolce and he was regenerated at the facility, healed. Okay? And he was told to his family that he shot himself. Okay? You see how these tales could get weaved? So, Max Spears shoots him in the head, takes the documents, takes control of uh, everything that um, Casbolt was planning because he was privy to the information. He thought he was his buddy. Shoots him in the head, takes all his stuff, and then they lie to his family and tell him that he shot himself because he wanted to escape his family problems. Very interesting. So, I, I just found that interesting how they they weave the tale. But he was basically kept underground. He says, and um, he he like he they told him he shouldn't be in the human environment at that point, and he said that he. Was kept in a cell, and he claims he escaped. And this is where it gets, you know, a little unbelievable again. But uh, he says that he telepathically called people, okay, like, like with his mind, called these people. I don't know. Uh, I I think that I have some uh, some some innate abilities, but I I. You know, if I tried calling you with just my mind, it'd be pretty tough. But apparently that's what he did. Uh, and um, he basically said that he he called a, a high-ranking U.S. Army general, uh, and a guy that he knew, you know, that he previously had contact with. And Homeland Security came and took him, took him away, okay? And um, basically, like, after that, he... You know, now he's free again. He's claiming that, like, they, they're going to let him go. But then he, he like, broke down, and it was kind of strange that he said that before I go on, I want you guys to understand this. And that he said that as super soldiers, like, I, I teach a lot, and I practice um, the things I preach. But he basically said that, like, all these people that are preaching rainbows and flowers he said, no, like that's not what this is about. He said that we're, we're dark beings that he's, um, he claims himself that he's been involved in ritual sacrifice, that he's, um, been to these different, uh, parties, these different, um, clubs, these different various places of, of, uh, I don't know, ill intent or, 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 or worship, let's just say. So, what he's saying after this is, is, is while he's recovering still is that Max and Sarah took over his family. Okay. By influencing his wife. Cause they had the codes to her Monarch, you know, her Monarch programming codes and that Spears was doing things like to rub it in his face. Like he was sending them pictures of him holding the baby, his baby. You get what I'm saying? Like he had his wife living with him and Sarah Adams and would send Caswell pictures of, of, uh, Max Spear's holding the baby, you know? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I, I can, you know, I I guess, you know, super soldiers have drama in their lives, too. I don't know how to explain it. But apparently, what he said is that is the one that orchestrated all this, okay? And this is where it gets interesting. Then he brings up um, Aquano's involvement in the Bohemian Grove, satanic ritual torture, um, and he says that what happened was he after he was you know released he was um somehow recaptured and and then after one of these rituals where he was taken to he ended up in a marin county hospital okay where he says that he was like held upside down and then what they do is they take out like a a piece of uh fat from your liver i know this sounds crazy but like stick with me here but basically they ingest this uh piece of fat from your liver and they get energy in this ritual he says that basically that was the uh, part of the ritual that he was in like that you know he was the guinea pig but somehow lived through that also very strange stuff but um you know that's where the the, the DID came in and basically after that um, after he was in the hospital after this supposed ritual that he was after that taken back to england from america and he was like made to live with his mother okay that's what he says and it like at that point he was at his the like the lowest point in his life he lost his family um they told his family that he can you know he basically shot himself and he even had to reprove to them he was still alive his wife was under mind control um so (laughs) basically if his story if we're to believe his story is true It appears that like he was uh, a pawn in in, in this plot to eliminate somebody very important and um, angered somebody. And and through that anger, they were making him suffer. Okay, very, you know, badly, like they basically hijacked his family, made it look like he committed suicide, um, took all his information. And. uh, Apparently, he was upset about this, Okay, so he's (laughs) sitting there steaming and boiling uh, after all this happened sitting in England so we're going to keep getting into more of his story but uh, I-, I just want to keep addressing this stuff here now he says basically that he gets into some of his history and and this is why so I don't want to miss more but after all this and, and the rest of my story here in my notes we're going to uh, discuss the stuff your lady sent you Sly that's what I hope to do Okay, so he basically um, says that he was brought up through this program in a Jesuit orphanage. Okay, which I find interesting. The Jesuits are the top of the pops. Lie, they're the top of the pops, from what I understand, above um, all the Catholics, above the Mormons, above all of Christianity. Like you know, the Black Pope, Gray Pope bullshit. Um, Catholic Pope. It's all it's all related, but the Jesuits apparently are the top of the pops. Mm-hmm. Now he mentions that. He's been involved with the SIS, NSA, MI6, Opus Day, um, and this is where I. Before I wanted to, you know, mention with um, he says something about the Solis, that they have these different soldiers that go out and do this shit, and then that's when I was going to mention the Da Vinci Code, which I already brought up, so I'm going to spare you guys of that. But um, basically now. He's pissed off, okay? They pissed off the fucking the man. Like, he apparently, other people refer to him as, like, he's the guy. You know, like, there's people with abilities out there, but he is the guy. That's what they're saying. So, now you got this guy mad. He's at his lowest point. But he has Opus Day on his side. So, apparently, after all this happened, him getting shot in the head, he had 50 hitters out to go against the people that did this 50 hitters dog and i'm not talking about like uh tom dick and sally mr and mrs smith uh smoking aces hitters i'm talking about creepy people that know latin spells that put people into fucking hypnotic spells where everybody in the room freezes and you could go out and splow people and then walk away like nothing happened all right which leads me to my next point max spears died right so uh, I always wondered, like, if he's such a super soldier and this was supposed to come out, this info, he was released. Why else might he have died? Well, I didn't know that this was the story that Max Spears had betrayed Casbolt. Um, now, Casbolt said that's why he was killed. OK, apparently. Believe it. Don't believe it. OK, now. What he says, and and this is also interesting, is that he says that these Opus Dei soldiers are so dangerous because to be an Opus Dei um, operative, you have to take a vow of poverty so that they can't be bought off by these um, uber rich um, families. Does that make sense Or these uber rich, the other side, basically? Mm -hmm. So that's another thing he brought up that was very interesting to me. But he even talked about civil war super soldiers, how they tried to make civil war like so you know super soldiers in the civil war, and he basically told Pindar okay um and Pindar he was saying is hank meyer haley Myers, his his baby mom's father, okay he said that now, if they leave my family alone, basically he, he like he wants him to leave his family alone, but now like the things that happen can't be stopped. Okay. And they want the public to see this, like the SS agenda, basically. That's what he was getting at. That all this is going to come out, that, um, the war is going to progress and eventually like it's going to be out in the open. Now he also, uh, mentioned the blue beam project. Okay. Uh, which was, um, like what's, that's with the Vatican, you get what I'm saying? He mm-hmm. said that that has to do with the Vatican and um, he he mentions a lot of other interesting things, like, such as like, things we kind of mention in it he said that non-human creatures are going to start appearing, okay? And does that make sense? Like, uh, we're, he basically says that the new thing the new age of reckoning is going to be called the age of set, like the temple of set, the age of sets going to be coming in. And what he's saying is that all the hidden, all the things that were previously hidden, um, are going to be brought to the forefront. Like these, these, um, reptilians and different entities and different creatures are going to be walking around. People are going to have more knowledge of them. Um, there's going to be more, um, more fringe topics are going to be um, accepted as truth. Basically, that's what he's getting at. And I find that very interesting that, a, you know, a guy like casbold is saying all these things, but it, it really is all related. So basically what happened, you know, I gave you guys the whole rundown of, uh, of what he said to it. Some of his other background is in, I want to get into this because it has kind of relates to that lady is he was raised in in, in British Columbia he said in seventy seventy six to seventy seven so that'll give you an idea how old this guy was, but he basically said that back then opus Dei, the Vatican and m i six were in control of of that that you know that program this arm of the program and um all these people. Were, were taken up into Canada to basically be, um, I don't know how to explain it, uh, groomed. That's the word I'm looking for. They were groomed to become super soldiers in the future. As children, they were taken there from different orphanages. That's what he claims, okay? which I've heard that from other people, but to hear it from him, and I'm sure we're going to hear it, and if you look into other stories, that's one of the main uh, sources that they draw these children from from orphanages or uh, from different, um, you know, from shelters, stuff like that, lower income homes and in, in different shelters. So it was very interesting, and I don't want to like go back. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep talking about all the other things he addressed after, but with his um his history, when I said that he was involved in uh, the beginning of his career people claim that he had 200 confirmed kills since the 90s so that was since the 90s and basically back then when he was in the UK they used him for like drug wars and when there was like like he said that he did hits on people in child porn rings and certain things like that and it's interesting though that he also says that he was like traded to the NSA in 2011 to 2013 okay and because of thir- certain things he did in that time, that he has American warrants in California, so he can't come back to California. Um, he said that he was in, the, was in the Army in 2012 to get a green card expedited. All this is very interesting. And another thing that he said that struck me strange was that he trained at um, Leonard Wood, Fort Leonardwood in Missouri. I don't know if you've heard of that fort. Mm-hmm. I actually went there when I was a kid. My cousin, he recently, it's weird because I went to the grave site today and found his grave, but, uh, he died at the age of 40 of, like, a heart attack, but he actually, um, he actually went to Fort Leonard Wood, and I went when I was five years old to visit him there, but, um, I, I found it interesting that he brought Fort Leonard Wood up. It's in the middle of nowhere. It's like in the middle of bum Egypt. There's nothing there. That's, you know, you could ask military guys about it. It's a strange place, but, uh, Another thing that he talked about, and I'm just giving you, you know, weird stuff that he talked about, and then we're going to go into this lady, but uh, he said that the most elite unit now, like above Delta and above um, Marsoc and and Seal Team 6, he said that it's called Echo 210. So you guys might want to look into that too. I found that pretty interesting. He said that there's a... This the most elite unit is Echo Two Ten, and um, he talks about being at a fort in San Antonio, Sam Houston. He was at Fort Sam Houston, um, December twenty eighth, two thousand twelve. Um, he said he his son was actually born at that military test facility at Sam Houston in two thousand twelve. He said he left the army in two thousand twelve to NSA like that's when he left to work to excuse me to work for the NSA at San Antonio and he said he also did jobs in Maryland and Denver. I find it interesting cuz I always talk about DIA, you know, Denver International Airport. And um he basically said that that's when he was um brought to do these assassinations against the Rothschilds after he was left the army and went to the NSA. So I'm just giving you, you know, a rundown. I kind of went backwards there, but I'm just giving you an example of, uh, you know, his build up to when he actually went and did that hit. So, like, you're talking about a guy who they, they say was bred through the, the, the programs, the Monarch and the MK Ultra in British Columbia through MI5 and MI6, you know, then progressed worked in the uk until he came over to america they used him in the uk they used him america and then they basically manipulated him to do this rothschild hit (sighs) and um then tried to ruin his life and destroy his credibility take his family and uh that's where he was at like after he put out these 50 hitters this is where we're left you know and and to be honest with you More and more, I'm kind of thinking maybe that might be why Max Spears died. Um, I wouldn't go against Caswell. That's just me. But so what I was saying before I went back into his history was about the um, age of set. And, And basically... You know, when the guy asked him, well, what what would the age of set look like or what does it mean? He said that there will be aliens walking around, basically. Entities, aliens, reptilians, whatever you want to call them. Some of the fringe things that have been hidden are not going to be hidden anymore. And I think, I mean, more and more we're seeing this, bro, through the movies, through uh, everything else that's been happening slowly but surely. But basically how he explained it is that, like, it's going to be like the Emperor's new clothes, in the sense that like, um, they're slowly going to show you, uh, um, like how they have videos of people's face warping out in real time, you know, like shapeshifters mm-hmm. and shit. He said that, um, it's going to just become more and more accepted until it's like the emperor's new clothes where you're going to see things and just just not say anything. And I hate to say this, but it's almost like, you know, when you see like a, uh, a transgender person walking around with like, you know, wearing unicorn shit, you know what I mean? In the middle of the daytime, it's just like, you want to look like what the fuck is going on, but it's like, you're so used to, um, the fuckery that befalls you. You just, you know, you just put on your blinders and walk past. He said that basically it's going to be like that, but with aliens, you know, it's not just transgenders and, you know, whatever else I like, you know, back in the day, um, people look down upon people who put Kool-Aid in their hair, dyed their hair, you know, like you get what I'm saying, bro. It's a progression of times, but you know, we're talking about aliens walking around in reality, and basically he's saying that's where we're going. So, with the age of set and how he's saying this is bringing, like being brought in, he said that they're basically spraying uh, different manipulated blood in these chemtrails along with all the different, um, aluminum and thallium or wherever the fuck else they're spraying. They're actually weaponizing the blood trails. That's always been one of his claims. Um, and he said that it has to do with making a more sexualized society, normalizing pedophilia. Like this is all related. He's saying this is all part of their plan. Okay. And, um, Basically he's saying that all these programs are are from like the DID, the Defence Initiative, were or, or excuse me, the Defense The D I D, excuse me. <laughs> you know what I mean? I can't spit it out right now. But what I wanna get at is that um you could believe him or not, okay, Sly. I'm not here to, to, to get in uh what we're gonna say about this, but he even gets as far as to uh, correlate why he he did what he did, and, and and even the players of of why he actually went there. And I ba- basically what I got from it is it. Um, he went to Sotheby's and then there's pictures of him holding these crystals like before all this happened, apparently that you could go online and and see he has different pictures where he's holding like these huge quartz crystals to, you know, generate power. I don't When's the last time you went to a party and held a crystal? You know what I mean? Just strange, weird stuff like that. But so apparently this there's a guy named Peter Linden, okay, and that was his way to this to how he got into this NY social, this event at Sotheby's, Okay. And and this is where it gets a little strange. Peter Linden was apparently Princess Diana's cousin, okay? And um he he would advise philanthropy for her. Like he was like her advisor to how she should donate. Okay, and basically What he was saying is that the hit on the Rothschilds was revenge for what they did to Princess Diana. Okay? That's where it gets to me. Like, I'm like, holy shit. Like, you know, you got this nut-ass guy making all these insane, crazy claims. And then you can actually look at Peter Linden, you know, go and research him. Go research Hank Meyer. Go, you know, in the the implications of what these people's names hold its very strange. strangely speaking on these things. But uh, I found that interesting that he said that, and that was the reason apparently that he was sent in there is because it was revenge all these years later for princess Diana kind of sounds fantastical, but bear with me. So he said that like he, he received at one point like a, a an implant in his head that was like this 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 crab kind of and it kind of reminded me of the the Matrix. You remember when they had those plugs that went into their heads? Mm-hmm. It, it basically that's how he explained it. But it's like the on the inside of his head, in his head, and basically what he says is once it's activated, that um that's what creates his um, transhumanism and and helps him to morph and to gain those powers. And he says is that once he's in that activated mode, it is that there's no good and evil. There's only survival. So he's only going to listen to what he's instructed to and survive. Meaning that apparently how he said it is like he would kill his own brother or mother if it meant that he had to live or they had to die, you know that that's how his brain is hardwired to be a killer. It has been since he was in outside of the orphanage when they took him into that base, which he called Q Q five fifty two. Was the base in Nelson? Actually, who named the city? It was Nelson, British Columbia, and the base was actually called Q five fifty two. He said where they held him and other various um, children from these different orphanages that were selected for their genome but they had potential to become super soldiers um and you could go back and look into a lot of his other videos on um all the claims he made and uh talks about the different various um things he was subjected to very interesting stuff but um So he says, basically, another thing is like, you know, like Miles Johnson is the main guy who's the interviewer. He's a guy from Project Camelot that does all these interviews on, you know, they have like super soldier uh, meetings and these alien conferences. They've been doing it for years. But um, he, you know, he asked him, like, aren't you worried about what happened? Like, aren't you going to be implicated if you're saying you murdered people? You know, he's like, look, I have diplomatic immunity, like with the people who I'm tied to. Not only will it be reported upon, like it's—it's like it never happened, you know. Like they're not gonna. If 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 I get in trouble, it's going to be because it's it's designed to, not because the the system um, allotted it to. You know, it's not. Um, basically, he's not held in the same regard as a normal citizen. That's what he's saying. He's right. in some upper ring of uh upper epsilon of, of actors that he's not going to be touched. Now it's strange because uh, uh, basically he speaks about a a list that was created and a a bunch of these people. He even tells like the the guy, Miles Johnson, like, look, you're on the list of where they, they want you dead, you know? And I just find that strange. Like he's telling the guy in the room, interviewing him that like, you're on a hit list, buddy. So it gets really strange, but what he's saying in, in the, in the basis of all this, and this is where we're going to begin to wrap it up is that, his his um, creation and his product in, in this entire story in my entire story and all this bullshit I've been spewing all has to do with evolution accelerated it has to do with the age of set and it has to do with a hypersexualized society okay and um if we can't see the the um, the bearings and, and the if we can't bear witness to, to that I, you know, what, what was it you just a couple videos ago? Um, Dwayne Wade's kid is is what eleven, and he's saying he's uh, homosexual, right?
1: So many words, yeah.
0: Eleven year old kid, right? So, you know, and this is just one more guy that's you know spewing bullshit out of his mouth. But what I'm saying is, he's a super soldier. He claims to be, and other people claim. He has some very fantastical stories, okay, and um, this wasn't my my greatest uh, directly aligned video I've could have made, but I'd like to. We're gonna get into some movies, and then maybe we could, you know, speak on the um, email you received, which I'd love to decipher, and you know, I, you could bring up uh, questions for the people and. I, I don't know if you want to read that straight off or what you're gonna do, but um Yeah, I, can't. I, I, can't. I just like the I'd like for people to see my unrelated research that I've just done and just on this certain things I brought up in this Casbol character and the things that this lady had to say and it, it kinda I'm not gonna lie, it kinda kinda weirded me out. Um Dude, some movies like that I, I I suggest people go watch, and I, obviously the Men in Black, Terminator. You could argue that um, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was a super soldier. Not only was Arnold, John Connor, in a way, you know, because they're going back in 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 time, and you know they're altering the past and Predator. You know, that, that was a group of super soldiers who were going to chase down an alien through the woods, who, by the way, um, Casbolt claimed in one of his videos that that was based on a true story, that, like, that actually happened in real life. The Matrix is a movie not completely related to super soldiers, but if you think about Neo, you know, him being the, the one, it's almost a, 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 not a reversal, but he, he realized that, you know, he, his mind was the way out of the matrix. So in an essence, he was the super soldier because he was the one that, that did it. You know, he broke the mold. He wasn't a the typical human in the system. We already said the men who stare at goats, great movie. Um, not about the super soldiers about like the whole um ethos of the super soldier. Well, that's what they want you to think. There's obviously uh, the, the, love and light side of it but there's also as casbolt says like there's the you know the um satanic ritualistic side to it i don't know how else to explain it and um one of the other series you have to watch is the that born identity series um born supremacy i mean in, in the fact that you watch these movies and you see how um matt damon's character reacts and in how he um has to piece things together and forget certain things. And, um, you know, it, it gets uh, very interesting. And you could see through the the various movies and all these different anecdotes that how all these things are tied together, along with the videos we already have done on MJ-12 and, uh, you know, the various branches and arms of NSA. But, um, you know, I've, I've talked long enough, Sly. Um, I'm sure that maybe we'll have to come back to some of the stuff and readdress it but man I guess if, if you want to read that you know the, the email or talk about some parts of the email and we could get uh, into that uh,
1: I'll read parts of it trying um, to be a little bit all over the place um, so uh, Trump represents the diamond of jack or jack of diamonds uh Jack always follows the trump card. Uh, this person studied at uh, Lawrence Livermore Lab. Um, let me see, Angel Island, Tavistock,
0: Tavistock.
1: There's a bit of NASA in in this email. Um, I mean, yeah. I, that's those are pretty much stuck out to me as far as those training facilities. And I'll just use raw training. I'm just using air quotes when I say that, but uh, this person has gone through a lot of programming, a whole lot. Um, clearly this email doesn't really get to the crux of how much this person has gone through, but um, what stuck out to you? Uh,
0: Well, uh, the Tavistock thing was interesting to me. Um, the things that that she said when she was um, younger on the Indian Reserve,
1: yeah,
0: that stuck out to me. That how that the, they went out to um, like remote areas and different things like that. Now I've also heard like uh, like that Duncan O'Finian guy said that there's certain. Um, you, you have certain parts of your genome or certain races have um a, a higher affliction to 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 take on these um traits of a super soldier if that makes sense. Like um the, there's Welsh people apparently or um um certain Africans or certain um Native American Indians or certain um um people from the Caribbeans, you know what I mean? I'm sure, you know, we've all heard the tales of voodoo and Santeria and and the the different things, but, um, we're talking about a a merging of magic in a way and, um, extra sensory human abilities. I don't know how else to explain it, but, um, the things that these people were developing were, um, um, things that were previously thought to be uh, impossible, you know, like remote, remote viewing, for instance. Okay. Um, in the men who stare at Ghosts, George Clooney, his main character was supposed to be like the premier remote viewer. Mm -hmm. Um, just think all the implications that, you know, go along with remote viewing. And, uh, in the movie I'm pretty sure it was like the guy stole a uh, nuclear codes or something or, or something you know, something or the other like to that extent. But they're basically teaching these people skills and and, 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 and life altering abilities that, that can change the the course of how human how human contact in, in evolution is going to occur. So what I'm getting at is that, um, these super soldiers, they are on the forefront of transhumanism, if that makes sense. And, um, I think in some cases, yes, like in casbold's in case in, in in the Dolce base, maybe they do have clones. You know, they say that's one of the cloning centers or that's one of the areas where they, um, do a lot of replication or they do uh, cell research like stem cell research and things like that. And I'm sure they have way more than that. You know, that's at this point, that's child's play to these people. I'm sure. But Mm. what he's getting at is that the technology that he's been given through his genome and through these um, social engineering projects and um, these, you know, these torture treatments, basically, they, you know, uh, they're split in your personality so that when you're a child, you, you're, you're subjected to a trauma and you go into a consciousness of, of traumatic experience so that you're removed from your reality. And once you snap out of that consciousness stream, you forget completely what things that you've done. So whether they're using it for women, to, uh, to, um, complete sexual acts in in this um altered state of consciousness or reality and then they bam snap them back out of it and they never remembered what they did (laughs) or they have a a guy like casbolt or um, aaron mccullum or other people perform a hit or do different things um through different enactments of of their um Maybe I don't, you don't, maybe implants they may have, or, or maybe even just, uh, psychological abilities. So like, you know, before I go on, what I was speaking on about, uh, thought is, is, is the fact that, um, accessing that light body was the first step to becoming a super soldier, because in a way, you're thinking outside the box or the tesseract, which is your your Aten, or your cot, your body. You're thinking with your mind that there's something more outside of your mind. So in that essence, you, that's the first step in transhumanism, if that makes sense. You're looking to something outside of yourself to propel yourself to a higher plane of existence. Now... Um, I don't feel that they're justified in all the ways that they go about doing this and how in the future this may occur but in the case of Super Soldiers um, you know, research Casbolt, research Dave Corso, Duncan Ofinian David Morrow, go back and look into all these guys even James Rink, I mean there's a guy, James Rink, he looks like a, a pencil neck pipsqueak that he claims that, you know, he does all his fighting in the uh, other dimensions in the dream worlds. Believe him, don't believe him, you know. Is he some guy just spewing out nonsense or, you know, I probably watched at least 20 hours of his videos. It's kind of interesting, you know. Um, have you ever heard of a star tetrahedron?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He claimed- yeah, Jim
1: Carrey. Jim Carrey mentioned that a few
0: times before. Yeah, which is strange that, you know, Jim Carrey's into all this stuff. But, like, so this James Rink character, um, he used to bring up, you know, different far-off fringe topics. You know, he claimed he was a super soldier, fought in different dimensions through his dreams or trip chairs or however else he did these things. And, um. You know there's a lot of people who just outrightly say, Oh, these people are frauds or they're just making all this stuff up. But one of the guys that, that he was associates with, his name was a Samoan man by the name of Kozel Ouch, like K-O-S-E-L A-U-C-H-E or something like it was very very strange. He was a strange guy, but apparently he was like a um uh mechanical genius, okay? And and this Kozalouch character figured out that, um, I guess they were reading some stuff from the Hindu, you know, the Vedas or something like that. And they he figured out that through sacred geometry, if you create a star tetrahedron out of certain metals, that it'll become a free energy machine on its own. Like this, the the, the model that he basically that they claim that he created, um. It, it generated energy on its own and in essence it was it was a power generator it was a free energy machine that he basically created out of aluminum copper and nickel if that makes sense okay. in, in the in the way it was shaped generated free energy so like after rink and um you know made that claim and like I you know he had koza Welch and they talked about the different things they basically said that the FBI came and You know, that was the end of old Cozal. So you see how all these different, um, these, all these different applications and all these different various branches um, reach out and affect people, whether they realize it or not. Like we said, the Brookings Institution, um, the Rand Corporation, uh, the Wharton School, there's over 149 projects devoted to basically social engineering that came from those original the original Tavistock Institute, okay? Mm-hmm. Just from that Tavistock Institute that then exponentially subverted themselves into different aspects of our everyday life. And, and the different corporations that reign over America—if that makes sense—in the military-industrial complex as well.
1: Okay, I got a question. Um, Iron Five wanted to know where do Metal Gear, um, where do the Metal Ge- Metal Gear games come into play uh, surrounding the super soldiers?
0: See, I was never like really into the Metal Gear, bro. So you might be able to answer that a little bit like better. But like, I always knew. Like like when Metal Gear Solid was coming out, I, I was never really interested in it as much as like a per se Call of Duty or like I was more into the Halo. And you know I made a lot of references to Halo in the past and how like even with that, I mean let's be honest, bro. Um, I don't know if you want to answer this, but who the fuck do they refer to Master? Who's Master Chief?
1: Oh yeah, the dude from Halo. Yeah, well, he's a you know, yeah, he was a super soldier. Yeah, he was was he not the was he the first one or the best one?
0: For sure, he was he was the the, the one. But the, yeah, okay. You know, I, I don't know if I've, I should even say this, but I've heard in some circles that they that's what they call Lucifer, the Master Chief. Yeah, they call him
1: Master Chief. I'm even with uh, Warhammer 40k because I love Warhammer 40k. The the uh, the Emperor, he the first wave of creatures they had to fight. He brought his. Is created super soldiers in the uh what are they called? Uh yeah, so that theme is, is, is in Warhammer forty K and then they had a, the, his first wave of, of Super Soldiers had a genetic defect. and They would die early or something like that and they create these brand new ones. Um so yeah the, that theme has always been very, very prevalent in the uh in the in the in the games if you Whoa. if you pick up on it, so
0: Well, yeah, definitely. And I mean, like I said before, just the implications of of Halo alone is that it's like, okay, so um, we were humans and and Master Chief is still human, but he's been upgraded and he's put into this Halo suit so that he's way much more stronger while we're fighting off the alien who's the Covenant and eventually we had to become friends with the alien with the alien covenant to fight off the flood who was like the AI or the organic AI that was coming to kill everybody. Right. So, you know, bro, and the guy, the main character's named master chief, you know what I mean, bro? I, you know, they, they throw a lot of it in our face, but, um, I, I forget. I, I had something to, to mention, but what, what I'm getting at though is mm-hmm. even, and I don't want to take away from his question with the Metal Gear Solid because I'm pretty sure that it's similar to where, you know, they're, they're putting people in. It's just like Iron Man, right? Tony Stark shit. Basically. The same thing, in essence. Basically. Um, but the, the wave is, you know, the, the cyborg wave and the transhumanism wave, bro um super soldiers are basically just the um the beginning if that makes sense like they're the they're the biological mode of, of what what is to come or what's going to come into the future I'm not saying we're going to become robots but we're going to become um more highly evolved and highly enhanced and and uh not only physically but like mentally and um, consciously
1: Right, right, right. Um, let me see. Any other questions? Um, no, I don't see any questions. For the most part, people are just taking it all in.
0: Yeah, I mean, you really got to research Casbolt. You really got really to research that. Duncan and Finian's a good place to start just because guys like Casbolt too, are, are so fringe. And so was Max Spears in a way. I mean, I went back and listened to at least. Now I had a lot of time to research this because we we kept missing each other, whether you were sleeping or I was going to a damn comedy show or what was happening, <laughs> you know. But I did a lot of research, and there's just so much to look up that, like, I really don't want to appear scatterbrained. But what I did was touch on a lot of different topics, and um, I I found it interesting that that lady emailed you that you know what i mean it just is just strange that it, it, more confirmation for me i guess but like from that the Aaron mccullum guy to the david morrow dave corso um kathy o'brien go back and just look at, and um watch any of the project camelot episodes and um you know if i am somehow wrong about this stuff and it, it, it was all fabricated I would be highly surprised at this point just because of all the different things that I've read into. And like I told you about, you know, there was one point where I'm listening to this Aaron McCollum guy saying that like he was trained with dolphins to where it may have been one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. Now it's come out that, oh, well, they're training Russian soldiers with dolphins and they want them to be, you know, more highly tele- or carry some sort of telepathy mm-hmm. it, it, it's the truth once again is stranger than fiction in my mind so you know i have to once again believe that, that nothing's impossible
1: all Right. well my brother um i'm not gonna keep you up all night um if uh you got any Last things or any platforms or uh, social media sites you want to shout out that you're on because people keep asking if you have a YouTube channel and I don't know why you don't have a YouTube channel my brother because I think it might you be know. time I think it might be time for you to get one
0: <laughs> you know honestly um, I, I, I thought about it and I, I may eventually do it but there will be just as many videos of me like fishing and doing you know crazy white boy shit as there <laughs> would uh, videos but it's something I, I may consider, but I, I really enjoyed, you know, um, coming on, sharing my thoughts with you guys as always, you know, I appreciate the time and, um, I, I just value so much the, the, um, chance to express my opinion and, and to get some of this information, some of these names and some of these institutes out there for you guys to look up on your own. If, if you're so inclined, because, um, I can only process so much information and look into so much and relay it in a timely fashion as my mind allots. So I chose to, um, dwell into different stories and anecdotes that were, um, fantastical so that you could see, um, maybe where these people were coming from. And I know it does sound quite ridiculous, but you can look into um, certain things and there's a lot of great stories and things to learn about um, why people are the way they are, why the government um, works the way it is. And and a lot of the times um, these super soldiers show you a, uh, a back Avenue in, 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 uh, lift the veil of the infighting that happens at the at these high like levels of um you know, these operatives such as Opus Day or the Priory of Sion or Jesuits or uh the NSA or you know, the all these different um hidden agendas basically. That's what these super soldiers give you a closer glimpse to in my mind. And and that's where I wanna end it with that slide. Um hopefully in the future eventually we could do a panel, get a couple of your people on, timekeeper, maybe, you know, and, I'm and working on it. Yeah, I would I would like like
1: all you
0: guys you know, you know, and
1: yeah. Go ahead.
0: I'm just more or less like I said, I'm I'm glad that we finally got to come on and chop it up and you know, I don't wanna be on here, you know, too long chopping y'all y'all's ears off, but I, I hope that uh, if anything, you, you latch on to some of those names and maybe um, in the end, I'm sure I missed certain things and we could maybe in the future revisit certain things or certain people here and there. But, hey, that's all I got, Sly. Uh, once again, bless ups to all y'all.
1: My man. So we're going we gonna to try to do this again next Friday, of course, like back to a regularly scheduled program because – you're on the West coast and I was on the East coast and then just trying to link up and shit. So she kind of got hectic, you know, because it's life, but you know, but, uh, well,
0: actually I'm back on the East again now. That's what's up. I, I mean, the I people, was on the West coast before though, when I talked to you last and then before, yeah, I do a lot. I get around a lot, bro. You know what I mean? I'm here. I'm there. But, uh, no, it's, I'm just always glad to, to connect with like-minded people. And obviously, um, Thank you for letting me express my opinion, bro. No, well, thank you for not
1: coming on because people, uh, the people, obviously, you resonate with the people. So that's what it's, that's what, you know, makes me happy that the people are, uh, you know, they're getting there. They're just you, and, you know what I'm saying? And you get a chance to to show off, uh, you know, your skill set. So by all means, man, it, it works for everybody. So I'm just happy to be the, the conduit. That's all I am, just a just conduit.
0: Well, no. I, I and we thank you for your platform. I, and uh, you know, I'm going to be in them chats. I appreciate all your 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 videos, and you going hard as always, bro. Just you know, don't let up on them.
1: I know, right? Uh, yeah, it's 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 getting there, man. It's getting. I've seen other other uh, content creators getting their shit struck, in and all this extra shit. Now I'm told that they just took this last video that, uh, down. Down, I just put up, so I'm just. I got to re-edit that and play around with the title and hopefully it stays up this next time I, I upload it. So, um, it's a battle, man. It's a constant battle and you're right. We, we can't let up. So.
0: hey okay, And, um, just like I always tell you in the end, just keep your minds open, you know, and, that that's all you could do is just realize that nothing's impossible. And when, you know, I, a lot of the stuff we bring up is crazy and fantastical, but at the end of the day, um, more and more will be more and more truth will come to light.
1: As always, oh, as always, my brother. Um, once again, I thank you for joining me. And, um, <clears throat> when are we going to try to do this again next Friday? Um, I will, I will do the, uh, Hellboy movie review tomorrow. I am tired. So um Hellboy was uh is interesting. Interesting. So we'll we'll get into that tomorrow for sure. But other than that, my brother, if you if you have any last words.
0: Uh, you already know, bro. Get you some well deserved peace. Uh stay hydrated. Drink drink some alkaline water and for sure. Hey, bless ups everybody.
1: My man, that's my man Ryan, everybody.
0: Peace, brother.
1: Peace, bruh. That's my man, Ryan. So, back at it again. The, the Friday night occult talk is, is we. I think we're back. So, uh, with that being said, uh, wait, wait, wait. And said, where did you find those pics today? You know, they got a see recording. I'll try to act like it's cops talking about Nipsey and his parents. It isn't like cops, like they say. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're on. Yeah, they're on the net. That's where I, I found them. You know so but hey as I am hey hey hey. I'm sorry I ain't get anybody shout out in the in the chats y'all know how the chats be moving and um, there's a lot of y'all tonight god damn it shit <laughs> so yeah I'm, I'm gonna get out of here I'm gonna take my punk ass to sleep thank you everybody for staying up and, and um, you know engaging in the conversation and whatnot and exchanging of ideas and, and uh you know, thoughts and, and all that good stuff, information. So I, I appreciate you guys all the time. So uh, with that being said, tomorrow I will, we will discuss Hellboy, Hellboy, Hellboy. What can I say? We'll, we'll talk about it tomorrow. So with that being said, i catch on in about 24 hours. Y'all take your ass to sleep. Y'all have a
0: good night. Peace.